0: The following paid program is pre-recorded and sponsored by TakePoint Wealth Management on the nature coast of Florida. TakePoint on Retirement, a well-rounded show from a well-rounded team leading you into retirement. Listen Saturday mornings for an hour of simple retirement advice from your friends at TakePoint Wealth Management, Saturday mornings, 730. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Saturday Morning. If you can hear me, let's turn down the music just a bit. There we go. Now you can hear me nice and clear, crystal clear on 99.9 WXJB. It is Saturday morning. It is time for Take Point Wealth Management, a show called Take Point on Retirement from our friends at Take Point Wealth Management up and down the nature coast of Florida within our listening area. If you're within our area and you can hear this program, then you need to call 352-616-0511. That's 352-616-0511. Several offices to serve you. They will even meet you personally where you're at or even via online. It's up to you, but you need to take that step to contact TakePoint Wealth Management. I did. Check them out online, takepointwealth.com. That phone number, once again, 352 616 0511. We got an hour long program of the information you need, the information you deserve, the information to lead you into a stress free retirement. Let Take Point take point on your future. So here we go. We're going to start the show now with the lead advisor, retirement planner, Eric Arnett, certified public accountant, Randy Woodruff. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, good morning, everyone. Good
1: morning to all of our uh, loyal listeners out there and our retirement warriors. So uh, last week we had a a pretty fun show, and I think um, I want to kind of continue with that theme a little bit. We went over two chapters from the book Annuity 360 that was written by a good friend of mine, Ford Stokes, who's an advisor up in Atlanta. And I love this book because it's, nuts and bolts, real simple, easy to understand. Uh, you can go all over the internet and and uh, try to get information on annuities. This puts it all into one nice little book, mm-hmm. easy to read. It's great. I encourage everybody to get their own free copy, read it, read a few chapters, ask me some questions. Let's go over it together. I think it's great education as I feel very strongly that annuities are taking more and more of a stronghold in folks retirement plan needs. Everybody out there probably needs some type of annuity in their retirement plan. So I'm excited about this book because, one, I think it's just simple, straightforward, and a great educational tool. So by the number of requests we had last week for free copies, it seems that many of our retirement warriors also really liked learning about the famous people who purchase annuities outflanked the market wisely. Just a great tool, as I don't want to say that the dot-com bubble is being created again, but stock prices keep pushing higher, 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 higher. At some point in time, we are going to have a significant correction. And this is one way that you can alleviate uh, that pain, shall we say, Mm -hmm. for a portion of your portfolio. And also, uh, interest rates continue to increase, Randy. And we know with rising interest rates, bond values go down. So if you're holding bonds, bond mutual funds, any type of bond derivative or something that's tied to interest rates, you will see your principal values deteriorate slowly with those increase in interest rates. So we are seeing rates increase a little bit, somewhat tame. Uh, we saw inflation numbers come back this week, weren't as shocking as we thought they might be. That's mm-hmm. why the market kind of pushed higher. The market earlier in the month was worried about uh, inflation. The inflation number came back where it wasn't too, too bad. Although, isn't it interesting how? fuel prices i was driving in on the way in almost a dollar higher a gallon already in less than a month less than a month under this current administration you're talking three
0: dollar gas here soon yeah yeah three dollar gas
1: my daughter who works at public makes like 12 bucks an hour she's like dad i don't know if i'm gonna be able to afford to get back and forth to work so that this uh, this stuff is real and it just aggravates me to all end it's Mm. not necessary as we
2: potentially lose our energy independence, I don't know why we would want to do that. I think on one of our prior shows about two months ago, you had said, and get the closing of the show, interesting where gas prices are in a year. I yep. think when you miss already, yep. yep. we're probably 60, 75 or more cents higher, maybe even a dollar. I saw
1: 285 higher. for regular gas on the way, and I was just like, you got to be kidding me. That's no, it's crazy. between
0: 269 and 289 right here in yeah. county, her uh, county. this county, Hernando County, for regular just, uh, gas. Right now, yeah. Yeah, yep. they're wow. just going to
1: start really hitting people in the wallets, wallets, and during a
2: pandemic. Very irresponsible. I want to circle back to something you said yeah, just a sure. minute or two ago. Circle we're talk, back. We're man. talking. Circle back. <laughs> 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 I had to throw that out there. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> so I want to circle back to uh, something that you said a couple minutes ago about how we're not <sighs> wanting We don't want to imply there's another dot-com bubble looming, but I think there's definitely been some run-up in in, Mm -hmm. in growth in in terms of value, I should say, in terms of a lot of the stocks in the market. And I think we talked about this last time, chasing return. Yes, sir. And I think with the banks, the interest rates are being so low that they're paying on CDs or money you have in a money market. People have grown accustomed to a certain lifestyle and they want to maintain that lifestyle. We all do or or improve our lifestyle. And so people are chasing return and they're that the stock market right now is the place where they're getting that return. And so you got to be careful, you know, that, that you don't, Follow the herd mentality. Herd mm-hmm. immunity is good uh, in terms comes in terms of disease and fighting disease. But in terms of the herd mentality, when it comes to investing, you don't want to be you, wanna, you don't want to follow the herd and say so you need to take a look at the at the at indicators and and yeah. the things we talk about on the show to help you you know, make good investment decision and allow us to help you make those good investment decisions.
1: If the herd is all running rapidly towards a cliff, you don't want to be in that herd, no. right? Because if, if if you try to get out of the herd, you're gonna get trampled. Or you're going over the cliff.
2: Either way, it's not good.
1: So I always get a bit concerned when uh, my son comes home. My young son, he's uh, 24 years old and works with a bunch of young kids. And they're all like buying stocks right now. And they all think they're stock experts. That's during the period that it starts to concern me. And we have... Talked on this show literally probably almost six months ago when I said that there will be a rotation, a sell-off in the technology sectors. Money will rotate into value-oriented stocks, cyclical stocks, and uh, sure enough, we are seeing that now. Predicted that ahead of time, and we're going to talk about that later on in a couple in another segment. And Randy, we've talked about this multiple times about why active money management now is more than more important than ever. A passive strategy, just in some type of growth fund. Um, or an ETF is not going to do it for you. So you've got to have an active strategy where you're rotating through sectors, uh, rotating through asset classes, and we all do that for a very fair fee. You owe it to yourself to to explore something different. Getting into active versus passive money management. Passive money management. If you have a buying, if you just have a portfolio of mutual funds, and yeah, guess what, folks? I know it's done great, and I know in hindsight you're all you know Warren Buffett's out there. And everybody's portfolio has gone through the roof because a rising tide floats all ships, folks. But once this thing starts to turn and we start seeing rotation, that's where the money professional money management comes in, where you can really pick up return. You got to rotate to value stocks right now. You have to rotate to utilities, energy. Uh, You've got to start kind of paring back technology. There's some great infrastructure uh, ETFs out there, things like that. So we've got all those answers for you. You just need to give us a call and come in and see us um, if JW if we can mm-hmm. I wanted to play a audio clip from Mark Dororio our chief investment officer with Brookstone capital and formula folios just a our super smart guy he's kind of a guy that kind of leads us with our leaders our, our research and whatnot and I think this is a great uh, little uh piece that he put out he puts out a piece every week but this is a great little piece that I think will put things in perspective for people with the stimulus bill. So, because there are, have been some
0: concerns about that.
1: His market watch this week uh, had some good positive and interesting news that I think our listeners would love to hear. I've got it right here,
0: my friend. Here we go. Hi, this is Mark
3: Diorio, Chief Investment Officer. This is the market watch for the week of March 8th. The American Rescue Plan of 2021 is an estimated $2 trillion fiscal stimulus plan. The difference between this stimulus package and the prior two is that it has a larger focus on individuals and government at the expense of businesses. When adding this package with the prior two stimulus packages, the estimated relief for individuals is estimated to be about $2.2 trillion, about 10% of GDP, and $1.2 trillion for businesses, about 5% of GDP. Adding in state and local government and the broad category of other, brings total physical stimulus spending to almost 20% of GDP. Personal savings before the pandemic was about $1.2 trillion, and today it sits at around $3.9 trillion, showing the sharp rise with the government stimulus. We'd expect the same surge in savings with this plan. The stimulus efforts last year clearly cut off what might have been a runaway problem surging credit card balances due to an economic shutdown. But the stimulus checks actually reversed it lower. Consumers are the largest component of the GDP calculation. With high personal savings, relatively low credit card dependence, the economy reopening, and fiscal stimulus on the way, it looks like GDP is about to reach escape velocity and head into new high territory. This has been the Market Watch for the week of March 8th.
0: Wow, so that's pretty up-to-date, yeah, yeah. just the other day ago.
1: Well, I, the thing I like about that is there's some people on the side of the coin that I hear from quite often that are fearful to make a move, right? Right. Because of the change in America and the change in administration, the Biden administration is going to raise taxes and this and that, and the economy is going to crash and this and that, and it's, it's really not going to do that at all. You know, we could get some volatility and some market corrections as – subtle changes do occur, and we've talked about it on the show many times before, a president, a sitting president, doesn't really have that big of an effect on the markets long term. Or that authority. Right. Now, short term, yeah, it could be some
0: blips, but long
1: term, this market continues to rise, continues to move. So that's encouraging. Think about it. When's the last time we heard that uh, American savings has American savings accounts have gone up. Right. If I could show folks a chart, like straight up, oh, yeah. American debt, and we finally got a reversal in that. Now, you know, could have been that people were spending less because they were kind of locked down, but hey, it's good. They have this pent up savings. Uh, and um, with the stimulus package, it's encouraging. Like we said, we think that the markets are going to be fine. The markets are going to go higher. However, we don't think that it's the time to just kind of sit back and Hold one particular fund, or, you know, because it might be sector. yeah, it might be really heavily weighted in technology. And we need to do some rotation there. But the broader market itself is still poised. Third and fourth quarter GDP might be absolutely through the roof as things open up. The job report this week uh, added almost three hundred eighty thousand new jobs in America uh, as restaurants and bars and things start to open up.
0: About every place I go, I see a for hire for hire sign, yeah. needing help, help yeah. wanted. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I was watching. I was watching a news show this morning, and one of the challenges are right now is as things start to open up. Even in California, they're allowed to do outside dining now, and there was, they had a restaurant tour on there, and he's like, "His challenge is is finding someone to work, yeah. you know, and staffing." So now we have like kind of the opposites happening, mm-hmm. where s- staffing has become a problem uh, because. This one gentleman was saying, like, literally his workers have left the state to go to other states Mm -hmm. to work in the hospitality industry. Believe it. So anyways, encouraging stuff. Often people ask me in my 22 career, people ask me this almost every day. When should I get in? Or when I have some money, when should I? And the answer is now. Mm. It's always been now. (laughs) That's right. You know, we can't time the market. And I tell people, I ask people a very simple question. And I can think of this one gentleman I started working with five years ago, a significant amount of wealth, and he just would not move forward because of his fear. And I finally got him to kind of start dollar cost averaging, slowly taking it in, in his money and putting it to work in the markets. So four years later, he's like, wow, you know, I'm glad I listened to you, but I should have listened to you more and we should have put it all to work and i mm-hmm. would have been up a lot just in the past year during the the covet crisis we were encouraging people to invest and they wouldn't invest because of fear and the fear is always going to be out there headlines news and it's just that folks i ask people this if you put a dollar into the market today randy no matter where it is wherever the value is it could be super high right mm-hmm. if you put a dollar in the market today do you think it's going to be worth more than a dollar 10 years from now yes okay so when you invest you should folks You should be investing for at least a five to 10 year cycle. If you're out there thinking about investing and pulling right back out and and when's the best timing, then you're not truly an investor. You're a speculator and you're trying to market time and you're not really putting together a solid long-term retirement plan. That's different. That's okay. People do that with a portion of their money, try to time things and hit home runs. And, and and it happens every once in a while. I was also talking to a client recently that was trying to do that and lost like half his portfolio mm-hmm. last year, trying to time the markets and stuff. So, I've seen it happen
2: too. Yeah. So recently,
1: when is mm-hmm. a good time to get in the markets, JW? Now. Now, mm-hmm. exactly. And so for all our retirement warriors out there, there's your answer.
0: And speaking of now, we got to take a break for now and we'll be back in just a bit folks from our friends here at Take Point Wealth Management. It's a show called Take Point on Retirement. That's what they want to do. They want to take point on your retirement today. 352-616-0511 352-616-0511. Last week we heard from Ford Stokes in that book Annuity 360. We're going to hear a couple more chapters this week as well and continue with that story. So folks, we'll be back right after this with your friends and mine from Take Point Wealth Management. Management on Take Point on Retirement. Are you looking for financial peace of mind? Simple investment advice, planning, portfolio management, estate trust retirement. Look no further than Take Point Wealth Management, investment, and tax advisors to lead you into retirement and beyond. Working hard to protect your assets, investments, and retirement dreams, taking point in your financial future, leading you every step of the way. Take Point Wealth Management is ready to take point on your retirement. TakePointWealth.com and look at that they're in our studios once again as they are every single saturday morning of course it is a pre-recorded program called take point on retirement but that's okay it's an hour long for your enjoyment your entertainment and of course your education on a stress-free retirement that's what it's all about from our friends at take point wealth management i went to take point wealth management you can do the same Take it to TakePoint. Their phone number, once again, 352-616-0511. Check them out online, TakePointWealth.com. And get that free, that's right, that free checkup on your portfolio, your financial future. They will draw a blueprint out for you called the Take Point Wealth Blueprint. It's a $1,500 value, folks. It is yours free for just listening to this show and reaching out to Take Point Wealth Management, as well as some books that they want to give you. And their advice is always free every Saturday morning right here. Eric Arnett, Randy Woodruff.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. I really encourage folks to get a hold of us either by calling in or visiting our website and, and submitting your email, phone number, and we'll get that book out to you, Annuity360. Uh, I wanted to jump into, last week we played a couple chapters, which I think were great. We had an overwhelming response from our listeners, and I think that we'll continue with that. And if, folks, if you missed last week, well, guess what? Just get the book and read it. We, I think we did chapter three and four. It's easy mm-hmm. read, quick read, and uh, super beneficial as you're trying to be the retirement warriors that you are, make the right decisions for your retirement and your family long term. Before we jump into that, I think Randy during the break brought up a great a great point about the
2: difference in active investing. I think it's important for you to share that thought with our listeners. Yeah. So we were talking last segment about how we've talked on the show many times how when amongst ourselves that people are, they're, they're waiting for an event to happen or not to happen, or they're responding to an event that just happened like the election or an, uh, upcoming election. So they don't want to, they want to sit on the sidelines and not do anything and wait and see. I think that the concept of tactical management, active management is new to most people. It's foreign to most people. They haven't really heard about it. Yeah. And And most people are familiar with working at a job where you got a 401k plan or a pension plan. You kind of put your money in there every week or every month you sit back. And when you first got hired, you're met with an investment advisor that represents the firm's pension plan or retirement plan and they put you in a mutual fund allocation of across four or five different sectors, you sit back and let it go. And so there's really no active management going on. And and I think that's what, that's what people are, and people have ridden that wave up and down where they, where they've just, you know, they've been at the mercy of the volatility in the markets with their portfolio. Portfolio, and you don't have to. You don't, you don't have to to put up with that. You shouldn't put up with that. You need to wor- work with an investment advisor that's actively actively managing your portfolio, and you can feel comfortable about getting in the market at any time because we're not going to put you in sectors like we talked about recently with technology that are pretty much at all-time highs for the most part. We're not going to put you in technology right away. We're looking for sectors that did not perform well during the pandemic and are poised to do well in the re- pandemic recoveries. Don't be afraid to put your money to work. And if you're investing long-term, as we said in the last segment, you're investing a dollar today but worth a whole lot more than a dollar in 10 years.
1: Yeah, I think it's important to point out too, we're not saying that passive investing doesn't work or didn't work. It's okay if you're a younger person, you're still working, and you're putting money to work every day, you know, they're taking out your paycheck, and money's dollar cost averaging in the market every every paycheck, well, when you're young and you're working, that's okay. You you have time to time to uh, recover from the market ups and downs and the volatility. But as you get closer to retirement, and even if you're in retirement, you 100% have to be in tactical asset management. Because what that does for you is, one, is it alleviates some of the downside. So tactical investing, if the stock market's down 10%, you might be down 2 or 3%. We've talked about it before. Successful investing, successful retirement plans aren't achieved by what you make in the up years. It's truly achieved, success is truly achieved by what you don't lose in the down years or the down months. Nowadays, I mean, you could have a, a negative 10 or 5% just in one month. Uh, we've had 5% swings in a day in the market. So It's very difficult because to recover from that if you're in retirement, particularly in the first five years of your retirement, it's critical not to experience a a sizable downturn in your portfolio. Uh, It drastically affects the amount of money that you're going to have and the income that you're going to have to live on throughout your retirement. It's really important to figure out what tactical asset management is and what it can do for you and that's why we encourage folks to come in and see us so we can educate you and show you the difference in what you're doing it's all about risk if you can if you can dial down the risk but at the same time achieve the returns that you need the success long term on the back end of your retirement p- portfolio is going to be massive and we show you mm-hmm. that right in right on the numbers in a nice picture pie chart you can see it all for yourself but getting back to annuity 360 this awesome book that I want everybody to have for free If they just reach out and take the time, to, and I'll get it right out to you, hey, I'll even take care of the postage for you folks. So so let's play Chapter 5. I think it's important to continue with our discussion also about annuities and the different types of annuities out there. And I think Chapter 5 audio with Ford hits on it pretty nicely.
0: There we go. Ford Stokes, Annuity 360, Chapter 5. We may cut into comment on it, and we'll pick it up for you once again. So hold on. It's about seven minutes long, this chapter. Here we go.
4: Chapter 5. Types of annuities. Big idea. There are several options for you to consider when choosing an annuity. Be confident in knowing that there is an annuity out there that can meet all of your needs. Fixed annuity. A fixed annuity offers a specific guaranteed interest rate on their contributions to the account. Fixed annuities are often used in retirement planning. Fixed Index annuity. FIA. A fixed index annuity is an accumulation-based product offered by an insurance company. A fixed index annuity has features of both a fixed annuity and a variable annuity. The growth of your fixed index annuity is dependent on the performance of a chosen stock market index, but your money is not actually invested in this index. This offers you great growth potential and exceptional protection for your investment. We will talk in depth about fixed index annuities in a separate chapter. Immediate annuity. This is sometimes called a single premium immediate annuity or a SPIA, SPIA, An immediate annuity is able to pay the policy owner a guaranteed income starting almost right away. Some SPIAs allow you to defer payments for up to one year. You can purchase an immediate annuity with a lump sum and you are assured a consistent annual payment of an agreed upon amount variable annuity. Here's the definition, but please don't invest in a variable annuity. Disclaimer, I strongly recommend that you do not invest in a variable annuity. I feel compelled to describe what a variable annuity is for you as the reader of this book. This type of annuity includes an investment feature managed by mutual fund managers because the funds are exposed to the stock market. They are exposed to higher risk, which means they carry the potential for substantial losses. How does it work? A variable annuity is a mutual fund wrapped inside an annuity product. There are two elements that contribute to the value of a variable annuity. The principal, which is the amount of money you put into your annuity, and the returns that your annuity's underlying investments deliver over time. You can get variable annuities in two forms, deferred or immediate. Deferred variable annuities are the most popular type of variable annuities and are most often used for retirement planning purposes because they are designed to start paying out an income at some point in the future. Immediate variable annuities begin paying you right away. Other things to know. Some advisors would say variable annuities are great products for young, high-income earners. These types of investors have a much longer time horizon when it comes to recovering losses from stock market volatility. Variable annuities are tied to specific investments, which is a double-edged sword for most investors. There is the possibility of impressive growth, also, a very real danger of major losses, including your principal. The bottom line here is, if you are currently investing in a variable annuity, your funds could be in serious trouble if the market experienced any downturns.
0: So, tell me for a minute there about that. Uh, he said that it was connected to other investments. What does he mean by that?
1: You mean the variable annuity? Yeah.
0: Yeah, so, uh, ver-
1: very common misconception. Uh-huh. These things have been missold over the years. In a variable annuity, it's just that your actual money is invested in mutual funds in the markets. Your principal is not protected. So that's the big difference why we like FIAs, Uh fixed index annuities. And keep in mind the word fixed means your principal is fixed. Your performance and your upside is tied to an index, but it's not actually invested in the Ah. index. So your money's not invested in the markets like it is inside a variable annuity. Mm-hmm. Often variable annuities are sold on these guarantees. Mm. Well that's guarantee is an expensive income rider. That's not actual principal or actual your cash value. We call it funny money. It's just a calculation. So at some point in time in the future if you wanted to turn on the annuity and receive a payment you could receive a payment, but your principal could potentially already be gone. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of experience with these in the early two thousands, two thousand five, two thousand six, in that range. A lot of people would come to me and show me these, and they were way underwater, and so they put five hundred thousand in. Is now at three hundred thousand because it got ate a with fees and market downturns. However, they were going to be guaranteed a payment on the five hundred thousand. So they started taking income stream because they were stuck with it, and they'll never see their principal ever again. Wow. So. We can achieve the very same goal and the same, and have the same strategy with an indexed annuity, but a, but at the same time protect your principal so that cash is there if you ever need it.
0: Okay, I guess so. Variable versus uh, fixed. Let's continue with that.
4: Yeah, here we got go. it. Two basic configurations: immediate versus deferred. The option you select will depend on your financial goals. If you want to begin receiving annuity payments right away, you will choose an immediate annuity. Alternately, if you would like to set your payments to begin at some point in the future, you will purchase a deferred annuity and specify the start date in your contract. Income now, immediate annuity features. Number one, funded with a single lump sum payment. Number two, guaranteed monthly payouts. Number three, supplement your retirement savings. Income later, deferred annuity features. Number one, tax deferred premium growth. Number two, guaranteed lifetime income that begins on the date you specify. Number three, more income later because your money accumulates longer. Phases of your annuity. Accumulation phase. The deferred growth phase, you defer withdrawals, and the principal invested grows without asset subtraction. This refers to the period when an individual is working, planning, and building up the value of their annuity through savings. It is a specific period when the annuity investor is in the early stages of building up the cash value of their annuity. The accumulation phase begins when a person starts saving money for their retirement and ends when they begin taking distributions
0: so there you go you make it so simple you make it sound so simple and it really is uh, some people could confuse it and they, they try and do that they confuse you on purpose these people because you, you got variable versus fixed immediate versus deferred it, it's not that complicated
1: no it's not it's it's it, and that's sometimes uh, with almost anything in life sometimes we can get over analytical and get yep. lost in the weeds mm-hmm. but just keep it simple that's what we like to do here we're solving for a problem and that's to protect your income and particularly protect your income from inflation Mm -hmm. long term. Look, folks, if you're retiring at 60, 61, 62, even 65, you potentially have 30 years that you have to protect your income and your assets. 30 years from inflation, rising medical costs, market downturn, you name it, there's a lot of risk out there. And these are awesome tools that we can utilize to sure that up and take all of the guessing out of out of the game because we put it right in the contract, folks. We can tell you, okay, if you put this amount of money in today, yeah, this is what you're going to be able to draw five years from now, 10 years that's from now, awesome. whatever. So that's a great planning tool because we have some predictability. That's the power of that. That's the power that index and news and the power of not running out of income.
2: I had a conversation with a client, new client came in the other day and we're talking about retirement, and those kind of things. And one of the things that I said to him, we were talking about how much money he needs and these fixed index annuities can act kind of like a pension. Mm-hmm. Right? I have you know, there's, there's several clients that have pensions, whether they're from, they moved here from up north, they had pensions up north, the FRS system here in Florida. But to have that guaranteed income, yeah. that's very comforting. It is.
1: Yeah, Think about it folks, this is why they're out there. This is why they've been created. This is why they're, they're regulated, but at the same sense our government, our industry, everybody loves them for folks because how many companies out there today, If you're even if you're a young person going to work right now, how many have them a pension? No. So you have None. to create your own pension. And guess what the pension f- companies and inf- pension families use? They use annuities. It's the same mm-hmm. thing. While you're working, you're deferring, your money's tied to some type of investment it's growing, but then when you want to retire and start drawing income, you turn on your pension. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. You're creating a pension for yourself. Uh, you, you also, you don't have to use it as income or pension if you just want safe money accumulation. Mm-hmm. If you want to put your money away and get four, five, six, seven, eight percent on average and not have to worry about the principal reduction, then that's also a great tool for you. You don't have to have income riders or take income either. So uh, there's a lot of way we, ways we can tailor these tools to meet your specific needs. So I encourage everybody to just get their free book Email us your name, address. Give us a call, 352-616-0511. Visit our website, TakePointWealth.com. Get your free copy. And and, uh, in segment three, I'd like to uh, play one more audio clip from Ford's book here, and it's called The Rule of 100. We've talked about this on our show before. But uh, I think Ford puts it into a nice uh,
0: a nice narrative for us. Okay, we're already there. Annuity 360 is what we're talking about. Variable fixed, immediate, deferred. You know, if you have any questions, you can always contact TakePoint Wealth Management. They're on your side. They're in your corner. They're planning your future so you can rest assured you've got that stress-free retirement, folks. We'll be back after this. TakePoint on retirement every Saturday at this time. Let's take a pause for station identification. You're listening to 99.9 FM, WXJB, Homosassa.
1: As your chief financial advisor, Eric Arnett, uh, I'm a financial advisor and a fiduciary who will put your needs ahead of my own. So it's important to work with a fiduciary. My team and I work hard to protect and grow your hard-earned wealth. Don't you think it's time to get your money working hard for you after all these years of hard work? That's our goal, to get your money working hard for you folks. So Mm -hmm. we're passionate about educating our retirement warrior radio listeners out there this next chapter of annuity 360 is kind of short but it's strong it, it, we've talked about this in the past the rule 100 it teaches a, about a very important rule of investing the rule 100 i want you to listen to this short one and a half minute audio chapter we're going to talk about it after the clip
0: there we go annuity 360 as we continue
4: chapter six the rule of 100 big idea You want to risk less as you get older because you have less time to make up any big losses. As you get closer to your golden years, many financial professionals advise gradually reducing your risk. Retirees and pre-retirees don't have the luxury of waiting for the market to bounce back after a dip. The dilemma is figuring out how safe you should be in certain stages of your life. For years, a commonly cited rule of thumb has helped simplify asset allocation. This rule states that individuals should hold a percentage of their stocks that is equal to 100 minus your age. For example, a 60-year-old would have 40% of their holdings in stocks and 60% in fixed-income products like bonds or fixed-indexed annuities. Why you should follow the rule of 100. Take our current example of a 60-year-old. At age 40, your risk capacity is higher. You have more time to rebuild your wealth should you experience a dip in the market. However, at age 60, you can't afford to risk as much of your portfolio in the market because the time horizon to rebuild your wealth is much shorter. Rule of 120? Many financial advisors now advocate the rule of 120 so they can get a significant rate of return for their clients and maintain management of the portfolio. I disagree. With today's market volatility, a retiree does not want to go back to work in a job making less than what they made before. They must consider following the rule of 100 or at least a 50-50 smart financial plan that is built equally with smart risk and smart, safe investments.
0: And you've talked about that before, Eric. Yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely.
1: We love the smart plan. Hmm. Hey, that's it. So yeah. I, I agree wholeheartedly when we're talking about pre-retirees and retirees, it's, all together, it's an altogether different game and process and plan. Than it is if you were you know, 40, 50, 30 years old. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the Rule 100 is very important. And what we find, Randy, all the time is like when we sit down and assess people's risks, their portfolios are nowhere close to being in line with their risk. <laughs> they're under um, rules. So yeah. Just give me an
0: example. <laughs> it's unruly. Yeah. <laughs> give me an example, one you just recently maybe ran yeah, into. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So I had a couple recently sit down and they're, they're, still in their 401k plan, even though they retired and left that company number one. So they're in an orphaned 401k and they're limited to the choices they have inside that 401k, which by the way, is just mutual funds or ETFs. And most of them are all equity mutual funds, or they have some bond or stable value ones, but literally have no return in them. But this, this uh, particular couple, they sat down and said, hey, we're doing awesome in our portfolio because the way we pick our funds is we look at how the performance has been over the last year, and then we pick the fund. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I asked him, well, what's your risk tolerance? Well, we don't have a very high risk tolerance. We don't want to lose any money. Well, when we did the analysis on their portfolio and pulled out the risk and showed them the allocation, they were like 100% equity, high growth. They had like 16 mutual funds, but they were all the same mutual funds even though the names were different in different companies, they were all having the same holdings. They had a lot of overlap. And so their risk wasn't and wasn't anywhere close to what their how their portfolio was structured. So number one, that's the most important thing. We're going to get your risk dialed into what is your true risk tolerance and what you truly need to get out of your portfolio or your financial speed to reach your goals. Uh, we love the smart plan because what it does is it takes a look on the equity side, the stock side. So say, for instance, if you should have 40% in the market, we're going to have it in a tactical portfolio like Randy was saying earlier. So even though it's in the market, and it's t- being tactically managed to where we can really uh, protect and, and, and make uh, choices to eliminate the downside. So typically in a tactical portfolio, um, if the S&P 500 was to lose like 9.5% in a single month, you know, you might only be down one or 2% in a tactical portfolio. Now, if the, if the S&P 500 is up 20%, you might only get 10, 15%, but it's not as important to make the home runs on the upside as it is to protect mm-hmm, the downside. Right. So with a tactical portfolio, let's say we do get a market correction and folks, let's say you have a million dollar or a half a million dollar portfolio, you lose 20% of that's a hundred thousand dollars of your hard earned money like that. So It takes forty-two percent to get that money back. So how are you going to get a forty-two percent return? (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's that's going to be tough to do. (laughs) And this, I've seen it where people get these um, downturns prior to retirement, and it really has changes their retirement plans drastically, and their even their lifestyle. So we work hard to put together these plans for our folks. So they don't have to worry about it anymore. They can go out and retire. They can go fishing. They can enjoy Florida, take their grandkids and their children on trips. If you're driving around in North Tampa right now, I want you to be honest with me. Raise your hand if you love your grandchildren more than you love your children. Come on now. <laughs> you can be honest <laughs> with take us. take your but, hands off the wheel. Yeah. But <laughs> um, you like spoiling your grandkids. I, I know. Um, well, you're not alone. All of my clients love to spoil their grandkids and also uh, don't take grandparenting advice from their kids. That's, you know, <laughs> that's great stuff, right? But it's time for you that's to fair. quit worrying so much. Hand this over to a fiduciary so we can manage this for you. Utilizing the smart plan is smart risk on the on the risk side with tactical portfolio management and on the. On the safe side, where you have to have your safe money, where you've traditionally utilized bonds or bond mutual funds or a 50-50 allocation to uh, hedge against risk, use the index annuity plan that we're talking about. So you have half and half. It works wonderfully. I've, I've been doing this for a long time. Anybody in that 50-50 plan, that smart plan that we put together for them, the phone doesn't ring. Mm. We don't hear from them That's anymore. Great. And the returns are great. They're meeting their needs and they're having fun and they're enjoying retirement. And you don't have to be glued to the TV or pulling up your portfolio every day and worrying about, oh, the market's this, the market that. Who cares about what the market does? If you have a smart plan in place, you won't care. Trust me, folks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you I know. have a question. We're to, to, uh,
2: to yeah. talking about active, active managing and, and that. So let's just say I put $100,000 into a mutual fund that's focused on growth. Now, let's say that the growth growth um, stocks in that growth fund are heavily in, in technology. So if I put a hundred thousand dollars in that mutual fund, I just sit back and, and kind of forget about it as those stocks begin to come out of favor with wall street, earnings go down, hype goes down or whatever. That mutual fund managers just going to continue to rotate into growth stocks inside that portfolio. So if growth is kind of out of favor with wall street for six months or a year, that manager is going to call me and tell me from that mutual fund, Hey, you, you should pull half your money out of this mutual fund because right now growth isn't in favor. If he's not going here, she's not going to pull that money out of the tell you to pull the money out of the fund. They're going to continue to try to keep making money with your money inside that mutual fund while the market continues to go down in that particular sector. Am I correct on that? Yeah, absolutely. So, so that's why it's good to have yeah. someone actively managing the portfolio, your portfolio that will, pull the money out of that mutual fund out of that sector and rotate it into something that's move, moving in a positive direction.
1: Yeah. If growth is overvalued and becoming, you know, volatile and the momentum is dying down or shifting and growth stocks and moving to value stocks, we're going to make that shift to value. Mm-hmm. And that's what's happening right now. We're getting a rollover or a sell-off in the tech sector and uh, value is picking up your value stocks. So in, in every asset class there's small caps, there's mid caps, there's large caps but in each one of those segments there's value and growth as well. so value stocks and growth stocks so value stocks are going to be leading and probably outperform growth over the next year or two. Uh, I'm just taking a guess at that but I've you know been through so many market cycles that I think it's a pretty um, educated guess. just it's really important, and I think we'll talk about it some more in segment four in how this smart plan can work for you and the differences in what you're doing currently. But, you know, you just can't have that buy and hold plan anymore. It's, it's just not going to work for you. We've seen too many situations where the panic sets in. So if you do have all those growth stocks and growth portfolios and all of a sudden the market starts correct, Correcting. Growth stocks are going to correct faster than other mm-hmm. stocks. And then what are you going to do? You're just going to panic and you're going to sell out and go to cash, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the wrong thing to do. So because mm-hmm. I always, you know, it's funny. People always ask me, well, Eric, when's a good time to get out? Should we get out of the market now? Should we sell this?" And I say, yeah, it might be. It may not be. I don't know. But you tell me when we do get out and go to the sidelines, go to cash, you're going to tell me when is a good time to go in, right? When's a good time to go back in? <laughs> you know so please understand this folks if you're in a mutual fund particularly a growth fund that growth fund manager has to stay allocated to high mm-hmm. growth high risk stocks he has no choice that's the prospectus that's the that's the plan strategy you know the, the fund strategy guess what by default right now if you're a mutual fund manager and you want to keep your job you have to allocate heavily to tech stocks and I guarantee if you bring me a growth fund, and I put it through my analysis tool and I pull off the actual percentage of technology that's in your fund. It's about 25 to 30% is in technology right now. I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. Challenge me on this one. Call me or, or send me your portfolio and we'll talk about it. And because those mutual fund managers have to be allocated there in order to keep their jobs because – if they didn't have a heavy weighting in technology, then they weren't going to beat them beat the market or stay in line with the market. They would they have they're having to chase returns, chase the market. So the portfolio managers, folks that manage these mutual funds that you own are doing that just that. Because guess what? I have sat on and helped and managed a mutual fund early in my career, a growth fund. I was a I was an analyst on a growth fund. And so I know exactly what goes on in the mind of a growth fund manager. And 95% of America, those listening right now that have any uh, mutual funds, uh, ha- are, are are in heavy growth mutual funds, I guarantee it. M- remember we had the gentleman come in, he was 82 years old, <laughs> and he still had half a million dollars, all his money in one aggressive growth fund.
2: Yeah, uh, it, it was probably, <laughs> I mean, I think of that. Neutral fund, I want to say 8 or 9% was probably in, it was an Amazon or yes. Apple alone, just one stock alone yep. made yep. up a huge percentage yep. of that, but yep. I was, I was shocked. So, Hey, it's fun. It's fun
1: while things are going up, you get to look at your statement and, and, but I'm telling you folks, guess what? I've been through a lot of market downturns and cycles where eventually the party ends and the music stops and you better find a chair real quick. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> But yeah, let's get into um, a little bit more details on that uh, smart plan that we love for folks to take a look at.
0: I'm looking forward to it. Our retirement warriors out there. It's time now to contact TakePoint Wealth Management. You can do it just like I did. Just take that first step. Give them a call at 352 616 0511. You can find them on the internet, Take Point Wealth. Just throw that in the old search engine and it'll bring you to Eric Arnett, lead advisor, retirement planner, and certified public accountant Randy Woodruff. Just two members of that well rounded team ready to assist you into that stress free retirement. You're never too young, you're never too old to plan for the future. After all, a failure to plan is a plan to fail. We'll be back after this, folks. Take point Wealth does not provide accounting, tax, or legal advice. Investors should be aware that a determination of the tax consequences to them should take into account their specific circumstances and that the tax law is subject to change in the future or retroactively. Investors are strongly urged to consult with their own tax advisor regarding any potential strategy, investment, or transaction. Well, just a little disclaimer there from your friends at TakePoint Wealth Management as we roll along on this hour-long program coming to the very end here, folks. Thanks for being with us the entire way, and thanks for reaching out to TakePoint Wealth Management to find sponsors of TakePoint on Retirement every Saturday. At this time, it is a pre-recorded program. Gives you time to reach out to TakePoint Wealth Management, 352-616-0511, and ask about what you hear on the radio program today. You can send them an email at info. That's INFO at takepointonretirement.com. You could check out their website, takepointwealthmanagement.com, or just shove takepointwealth into that old search engine there on the computer. It'll take you to Eric Arnett, lead advisor, retirement planner. And of course, we got Randy Woodruff, certified public accountant in the studio once again. A well rounded team of professionals ready to lead you into that stress free retirement. Hey, by the way, did you get that book yet? I'm talking Annuity 360. Well, it is free and postage paid, sent directly to your home. All you got to do is ask for it from Take Point Wealth Management. We've been talking about it for the last couple of weeks. And once again, to pick up where we left off, Eric Arnett.
1: Randy, let's talk and finish up today, kind of hammering home what we were uh, alluding to in the last segment. And that is the real difference between what 95% of our listeners are doing right now with that buy and hold plan versus what our smart financial plan is. Uh, So with a buy and hold plan, you may have a high percentage of liquidity. And oftentimes we hear objections and folks concerned about liquidity. Oh, you know, I don't want to put my money in that particular investment because, you know, I want to have access to it. I want Mm -hmm. liquidity. Well, that sometimes can be the detriment to a retirement plan because you may have plenty of liquidity, but you don't truly need that liquidity, and you really should not want to safely grow and preserve your principal. I want to walk, walk our listeners through two examples. One in the market passive investment plan that you alluded to earlier and one with our smart financial plan that incorporates smart safe and smart risk so we have two sides of the equation as an example if you're a 50 50 investor with that rule 100 we want 50 percent of your portfolio in the smart safe side and 50 percent of your portfolio in the smart risk side so let's walk them through it and the big difference is in the liquidity but also You might have all the liquidity in the world you need, but guess what? You're also going to, you also have a lot of market loss potential with that liquidity, right? Mm -hmm. So as an example, let's just say you had a million dollar portfolio and you're in that buy and hold strategy, that passive strategy with mutual funds. We were going to get a 30% correction. Uh, You're going to lose $300,000, correct? So you're going to be at $700,000. Okay. So that's going to be pretty tough to make up $300,000 in your retirement or in the first five years of retirement, it could be extremely critical. Um, In our smart plan, if the market's down 30%, we might be down 10% in the smart plan with the tactical asset management as an example. And so your uh, million has gone to 900,000. So that's a big difference between 900,000 and Mm 700,000, right? Uh, What is that? About 250 grand that Mm -hmm. you saved just by incorporating that, that smart uh, smart plan, that smart tactical plan. So that's really important. And in liquidity, you still get. Let's say you had a 50 50 portfolio, uh, 500 thousand in the smart risk, 500 thousand in the smart safe, 500 thousand dollars in the smart risk size, 100 percent liquid. So that 500 thousand dollars is completely liquid. Uh, and the ten percent on the smart safe is liquid, so that's another fifty thousand. So You still have five hundred and fifty thousand dollars of liquidity, folks. That's plenty of liquidity, more liquidity than you need. But your assets and your overall long-term retirement plan is going to be well protected. I, I just, I just like that. And guess what? If you're paying a fee in your in your mutual funds, you're paying some hidden fees on those bonds. We don't charge any fees on the smart safe side of the equation. So half a million dollars is for one risk-free and It also has no fees, so uh, you're cutting your fees and expenses, particularly your annual costs in half, and that's what we always talk about, our focus, and what we want to do is, number one, reduce risk, reduce fees, and reduce taxes. Just a little example of how that smart risk, smart safe, the total smart plan can work for you. It still has plenty of liquidity. However, what you want to avoid and what you have to avoid is the market crash. Is it coming? I don't know for sure, but we've had plenty of them in the past, and if you get one right where you're close to retirement, in retirement, it's going to be pretty tough to uh, recoup those losses, and so I love the Rule 100, love the smart plan that we put together for you, which is a combination of tactical investment management, indexed annuities, and, uh, you know, a great alternative to bonds and cash and CDs right now, offering a great rate of return, a potential rate of return for you guys. So just real excited about that. And I hope people give us a shout. Uh, get your free book. I mean, it's going to really dial you in on the, annuity th- uh, on the annuities with Annuity 360. Just give us a call. Email us. We'll get that right out to you. But I'd love to be able to do that, show you what you're currently doing and compare it to our smart plan. It's absolutely free, no charge to you other than your time. You just have to engage with me, share your portfolio, and let me ask you a few questions and I'll put it together for you. And we can then test that, okay, for success and then test what you're currently doing for success and compare those. And I think that's an awesome value for just taking a little time to move forward and and to uh, give us the information that we're looking for to help you guys out.
0: Okay, once again, annuity three sixty, just ask for it. It's yours for free from Take Point Wealth Management. Check them out online, send them an email, or just drop them a call. 352 616 511 So hey JW, got a little bit more time here. Okay.
1: Uh, let's shift focus away from investing in annuities and all that stuff because we happen to have on the show with us. On the show. a CPA, person. live in person who <laughs> Uh, is the owner and chief CPA of Suncoast CPA Group. Yes, sir. And and Randy is going to give you, I think, some tax tips of the week. Maybe we'll maybe we'll have a little Randy's tax tip of the week on every show. There you go. Yeah, what do you think do. about that? I like that. I mean, you? am I a genius or what? <laughs> you are a genius. Uh,
2: Great lead advisor. In all seriousness. What do we got? What do we got, Randy? What's important for our listeners today? Well, since we're you know, we're talking about investments on the show, and one of the things that does impact investments when you when you sell these investments, there's, there's taxes to pay. And we've talked on this show many times about how tax rates are on sale, and nowhere is that more obvious than capital gains rates. You know, capital gains came about probably back what's rounded off to 1940. And um, today, only one other time in history have tax rates been this low on capital gains. Wow! And so we're very fortunate that we're in this environment right now as we've been talking to clients about doing these Roth conversions. I'm also talking to clients about when they sell off of course, when you, when you sell stock, there's there's no way to do a, what they call a 1031 exchange or a tax-free mm-hmm. exchange. But have been talking to clients when they're selling real estate about do they need to do that tax-free exchange? And we've been having this conversation now for the last probably 10 plus years, probably longer than that, probably 15 years. About do you really need to do that tax-free exchange? Because is it better to go ahead and just start with a fresh, clean basis, pay the tax at today's lower rates, start with a fresh, clean basis if you go out and buy re- replacement real estate. So, and that's everybody has a different different situation in life based on what their net worth is, based on what their cash flow needs are. So there's no, there's no specific answer. There's no, there's no best answer. It's what's best for each individual situation. So. There's no baseline. No. Correct. There really isn't a, there really isn't a baseline. It's every person has their own set of circumstances here again, based on what their cash flow needs are and their net worth. I encourage you to come in meet with us and meet with your CPA. If in, in advance of doing a real estate transaction mm-hmm. for one, find out what your tax liability is going to be when you sell that and two, talk about your options. Yeah. Well,
0: the most we can save on taxes, the better. I mean, we don't want to pay taxes and we have to, mm-hmm. but the less we have to pay the better
2: yeah we always like to defer if we can but yeah. I think we're we're thinking more and more that as much in debt as our country is and, yeah. and getting deeper every day especially after yesterday's you know I guess it's going to get signed today by Biden It got signed yesterday I've kept up with it but yeah. um, it's uh yeah. we're just deeper getting deeper and deeper in debt so tax rates are going to have to go up so um we're talking all the time about thinking about paying those taxes today and
0: yeah not that's a great future. idea
2: I,
1: I, I'm hearing this more and more this question come up. And it's similar, I guess, to you know, do I sell stocks now? What's your thoughts on or feeling? I mean, there's a lot of folks out there that are heavy uh, real estate. Mm-hmm. You know, it might have a couple extra lots or some property or maybe an extra home here or there that they've bought, they've bought as an investment property, and we've seen prices shoot up here, you know, pretty pretty quick over last year or so. Um, Would you say it's a good time to pair back your real estate holdings? I mean, what's, what's your, you know, what's your feeling
2: on that? Great question. And we've actually seen real estate value shoot up in the last year, but it's actually been going on now about four or five years. We've Mm -hmm. actually had a really good um, run up here in real estate values. And um, especially in residential, I mean, there is a severe lack of inventory. There has been a severe lack of inventory now going on for years by lack of inventory. I mean, what's available for sale on the, on the multiple listing service Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, a good healthy amount of inventory or a good healthy number is six to eight months worth of inventory, maybe more depending upon how quick it takes to build houses. But I think we're r- running around a month worth of supply, wow. more or less, yeah. you know. And so, and also too, of that month worth of supply, you can break it down into what's really in your price range. So if your your price range, there can only be two months worth worth of supply, I'm sorry, two weeks worth of supply in your price range, or it could be two months. So, so it really is, um, so, to my to your point, is now a good time to begin thinking about shifting out of real estate? I think it, it is a good time to begin thinking mm-hmm. about doing that um, if you want to have some more liquidity mm-hmm. in your portfolio. Um, right now, real estate can be very liquid because it's, especially if you have a, 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 a home, if you have a small duplex or a triplex or a small little apartment complex, those things, they don't on the market long at all. In fact, mm-hmm. I've got multiple clients, whether it be at my CPA firm clients asking me, or I'm also a realtor with myself Mm -hmm. and two of the guys at Berkshire Hathaway. We have a team called the Suncoast team. You know, one of my partners, Anthony Canaris, I spoke to him yesterday. He had 10 offers, 10 offers coming in on one home Mm -hmm. within a matter of 24 to 48 hours, 10 offers. And they were all very good offers. It was, you know, all probably close to asking. Several were above asking. Several Mm -hmm. of the above asking offers were cash, all cash. You know, so we're no financial contingency. So that's an indication of how, how hot and strong the market is right now.
1: Yeah, my concern is I've heard folks say, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna hold on. It's going to keep going up and up and up and up, and I'm just going to make more and more money. That's the greed factor sneaking in there. Mm-hmm. What's that saying? You, uh, pigs get slaughtered. Pigs get uh, fat,
2: hogs get slaughtered. Yes,
1: pigs get fat and hogs get slaughtered. So, I mean, if we're at an all-time high in demand mm-hmm. uh, and we're at an all-time high, Low in supply, a, a month. I mean, that's like way low on the scale there. I mean, it's got to be a good time to just say, hey, don't be too greedy here. Uh, peel back and you know get some liquidity and sell off some of those properties. And and is there a way for them to avoid the taxes on that in any way? Are they, can
2: they do exchanges or is there ways to avoid that? They can do. It. It's called a ten thirty one exchange. Right. And they can avoid the tax and and kick the can down the road into into the future. And for some people, that's a great concept, great idea, great way of doing things. Other people, it may or may not be based on right. again their own financial situation where they're at with with where they're at in life in terms of what their overall net worth is and or what their future cash flow needs are going to be. And or mm-hmm. you know, some I've got some clients we talked to a couple of client a couple a couple yesterday that they've got some rental properties and they're just getting too old to manage them. So mm-hmm. even though so for them they've had rental properties for most of their adult life, but now they need to go ahead and transition out of rental properties now that the market is really really high and get into something that's a that's a easier an asset to at their age to manage if you will. And that's where they're also talking to us here, take point mm-hmm. about how to invest those real estate dollars. So.
0: Okay. Very good. Good Unfortunately,
2: yeah. uh, As with all fun, it has to eventually
0: end and this fun has ended for today. Once again, thanks for being with us the entire time. Take Point Wealth Management. You need to reach out to them right now. Give them a call, whatever you got to do, email them, check them out online. They've got a simple form you can fill out. They will get back to you as quickly as possible to make sure that you're heading in the right direction to a stress-free retirement, folks. That's a future that I'm looking forward to the future that you should be looking forward to as well. Once again, a failure to plan is a plan to fail. So keep that in mind. And for all you retirement warriors, we'll see you next time right here on Take Point on Retirement. Thanks, folks performance is not indicative of future results, which may vary. The value of investments and the income derived from investments can go down as well as up. Future returns are not guaranteed and a loss of principal may occur. With corporate bonds trading at a go-forward price to earnings ratio of 135 versus U.S. stocks trading at a PE ratio of 22, it might be a good idea to talk to my friends at TickPoint Wealth Management to develop a plan to replace those bonds in your portfolio with safer insurance products that can pay you market-like gains without the stock market At risk, visit takepointwealth.com. Takepoint Wealth, a local Nature Coast Wealth Management Advisor. Takepoint Wealth Management is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors Incorporated, an SEC registered advisor. Takepoint on Retirement, a well rounded show from a well rounded team leading you into retirement. Listen Saturday mornings for an hour of simple retirement advice from your friends at Takepoint Wealth Management. Saturday mornings, seven thirty.